Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to know. <clears throat> I want to know what a Valentine's Day is like for Antonio. Well, first you forget. Well, I wanted to do a little bit more, so we went to eat, and then I was like, okay, now let's do something as the fifth de resistance. So I was like, let's go to a comedy club, or let's, you know, go to, uh, you know, play darts somewhere, like something, right? Some mm-hmm. activity. And then I turned to my wife, and and we were getting ready to leave the dinner, and I said, how about we go and buy uh, a tub of ice cream, eat it, and watch a true crime documentary? And we'll sit on the couch. And she starts to cry. She goes, yes, a thousand <laughs> times yes. Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! So it's hard because... You know, we it's hard to like do secret stuff for your partner when you're like living close proximity, you have kids, you can't just like run out and like do something, buy something, plan something. There's budgets involved, timelines, etc. So, like, my wife just is just like, I'll be right back, I'm going to get some stuff for something. And just like, you know, get some chocolates and a nice card and stuff. So I'm so I'm like, okay. so I tried to go with the experience route this this time and was just like, let's go on a nice date. So we went and, you know, we had some salmon and some uh, rigatoni a la vodka like stuff. You went out on Valentine's Day? I I went out. Yeah. Well, not on the Valentine's Day, but day after. Um, because we had like an emergency go on, like that kind of derailed us for a couple days, but we, you know, that's the best that I can do these days. Like is I'll take you out to eat and, you know, have a nice date and stuff, but that's it. Like, I wish I, I wish I was romantic. I wish I was more romantic in my later years. I used to be, you know, really gung ho, like, you know, million flowers or whatever that we was going to go on. But it's harder as you get older to keep the flame alive. How do you keep the spark going, Adam? I think, first of all, I think what you did is like the best way to do it. Because yeah. as you get older, um, you realize that experiences are so much better than any kind of gift, unless it's a video game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I would, for a birthday, I would so much rather somebody gift me an experience than a thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. I have less and less need for things and more and more appreciation for moments the older I get. So, I mean, shit, being in my 40s with two kids and we're like, we never get an opportunity to do anything like just as a couple. So that would have been amazing. I would have, if you were my Valentine, that I would have been very happy. The more into the middle age era you get, the more you want to do just like the thing that is comfort right yeah it's not it's not let's it's not let's do the most exciting thing it's let's do the thing with the least amount of effort which is exactly (laughs) what we ended up doing because like that's that's how we roll in my house it was it was you know we've been on a budget we've we've hit this like hard line where it's like we need to tighten tighten these screws and and get back in line and so we had decided we weren't going to do anything Mm. at all and so I, um, my wife made a homemade pizza with the kids and 
made it in the heart shape, you know, the, oh. the whole thing. But like for me, I was, <clears throat> I picked up the kids and Valentine's Day fell on K- Elliot's karate night. And Uh-oh. I said to the kids, I'm like, we are going to, we're going to skip karate, which of <gasps> course was super exciting for Elliot. <laughs> and I'm like, we're going to go, we're going to go to the grocery store. We're going to pick up some stuff for dinner tonight. And then, uh, and then we'll head back. And so we went, we went to the grocery store and of course the, the entryway is like nothing but flowers <laughs> and balloons yep. and like people, pe- men, uh, in their last minute on the way home, get your Valentine's day stuff. So we, we picked up a card and, uh, we found this cheap little plastic individual rose, right? Oh, wow. not like a real flower. My, my son picks it up and he's like, dad. This is just like The Bachelor. Oh. And, and I said, you're right. And my daughter was like, Dad, we need to have a rose ceremony tonight. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And so we bought this cheap little flower to bring home. And we got like, I got her a card and all that stuff. And we ended up eating this rose or this heart-shaped pizza, watching The Bachelor. And then as a family, we had a rose ceremony in our living room. And it was, it was just oh. like... It was, first of all, it's sad that my kids know so much about The Bachelor. But second of all, it was just such a cute, like, this is what my wife would have wanted, right? To just sit and watch The Bachelor with the family. And that's exactly what we did. And it was like, it cost almost no money. And it was just, it was a funny memory that, you know, we'll remember when the kids stood in front of the TV and and acted out a rose ceremony. That is Um, so romantic. Look at that. And then we all got in the hot tub and got herpes. There you go. You know, speaking of, you know, getting older and things changing, it brings us to our quick question. Quick question. Our listeners, uh, we want you to get to know us. We get to know you and uh, to just reveal more and more about our lives slowly and surely. And one thing that I've been thinking about lately is death and how we're, you know, we're on the train. The train goes one way down the tracks. You know how, how it goes. And I was thinking a lot about uh, this lately and about if I had to choose, what would my last meal be? Like if I knew I was going to sit down, you know, I mean, you could put whatever spin on it. Like maybe you're answering for your crimes and they're about to light you up uh, in the electric chair or, you know, gas chamber, whatever have you. Um, But if you had to choose a last meal, you know, what would you sit down and say, you know what? I'd like to eat this. I'd like to go out with a bang. Right. You know what your last meal would be? I was thinking about it for quite a while, and I came to the conclusion of a Belgium waffle. You ever have a Belgium waffle? Yeah. You like yeah. waffles? Mm-hmm. Just just that vanilla taste, nice, warm, crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Like, overdo it with some butter, overdo it with some syrup, and just... Just ha- maybe I'm on a breakfast kick lately. Breakfast for dinner, yeah. Yeah, end of life. Like, just hey, it it all goes out the window and say, you know what? Let me get a nice Belgian waffle, like a real big, like like just savory, sweet yeah. treat. That's yeah. what I'd go with, Adam. That's my I, last one. My first, my first question. I would have a question in response to the question. Sure. I'd be like, how am sure. I dying? Um, um, so well, if I'm gonna be executed in like an electric chair. I'm going to want to eat something greasy so that my ass sizzles <laughs> in the seat. So I'm like going to eat a fuck ton of bacon, right? I'm going to give a show. Right. So I think yeah. I would cater my meal to my form of death. If I'm going to be hung, you know, maybe I want to 
eat uh, eat something super fattening, so, something super heavy, so that I don't have to hang as long um, right. until, I, mm-hmm. until I die. Um, so utilitarian till the end, Adam. You know, well, Adam, I, I just want to I just want to make my death an enjoyable experience for whoever it is that's watching, mm-hmm. and a less sufferable one for myself. But if I'm going straight food. Just like like what's my yeah. what's the food that I that I want to enjoy for the last time? Um, I am a I am a big fan of uh, Mexican cuisine. Ooh, so you get I've heard you get of me, you get me like an, a real authentic. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter what it is. Although mm-hmm. I will say I don't like guacamole. Mm-hmm. So like exclude the guacamole, um, but like a nice quesadilla burrito, chimichanga. Uh, anything like that, yeah. Just give, but it has to be authentic. Good. Like it has to be really, really There's, good. And yeah, and Mexican fresh. food's really good. I could attest. Oh, God. Now, what if it. they? What if your? What if your last meal? You know, and you're there, and they're like, "Okay, here it is," and they get your order wrong. And oh my God! It's just, it's just like a plate of guacamole. Just what would you send it back? <laughs> and they're like, "I'm sorry, we're kind of out of time here." Yeah, I was saying, we, we gotta, really we gotta roll. Yeah, we got we gotta go. We can't we can't send it back. Would that not be just the, the shittiest worst. shittiest thing that could ever happen? Is they get your last meal. There's nothing worse than getting and you, and you know what? This real quick, this brings up something that I wanted to bring up. I so love we it. went out to eat last night. Uh oh. Um we went to I don't know if you have these in Chicago. It's the raising canes. I've yeah, chicken. yeah just okay. chicken. There's only chicken there. It's crazy. Yes. Uh it's very never niche. been there before. And uh, my kids both had like a free kids meal there for like, they got like some sort of reward at school, academic achievement, enjoy a free kids meal. And so we walk in that place. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they only serve chicken and it's only chicken fingers. Yeah. So it's like, you can get chicken fingers. You can get a lot of chicken fingers. You can get a kid sized (laughs) chicken fingers, or you can get a chicken sandwich, which is just chicken fingers in a bun. Yeah. Yeah. Very niche place, Raising Cane's. So weird. Like, so weird. And the chicken wasn't bad. I don't like their sauce. I I don't know what the deal is with their sauce. But I said to my wife, I'm like, this is like the perfect, like, entry-level position fast food job for a kid. Because you cannot fuck up somebody's meal. Yeah. It's chicken I'm sorry. I ordered the chicken. Um, (laughs) I don't know what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Super weird. Um, Well, let's get into our... Mega Dad's being super positive. Our super positives. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. But you know what? You know who else is feeling good? Who's no? Don't fucking do it. Do you know? Don't fucking do it, Adam. Don't fucking do. Oh, oh my god. My god. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look who's back in the uh, studio. You had from to. Her. Two month long bender south of the border in more ways than one. It's Mabel. Mabel, how was your Valentine's Day? Yeah. Yeah. That 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 does sound like you need to leave the country for. I didn't know you could do that with chocolate. Like, doesn't that get infected? Uh, yep. I guess if you got somebody to clean it out. Well, thank you, Mabel, for joining us. I'm so happy she's back. That's my super positive is Mabel's returned. 
I was, my super positive was going to be that Mabel was finally gone. Oh, oh shit. No. Mabel. Yeah. You should tell the people closest to you how you really feel while you have the time. So, Mabel, I hate you fucking with every, <laughs> with every ounce of my being. You know, let's let's just uh, let's move on from that. Sure. Maple's yeah. back. She's cleaning up the joint. I mean, you can't you can't argue with it the fact cleaner. that the yeah. toilet has been cleaned for the first time in three months now. Good. Um, but we got a lot to talk about, Anto. Yes, we do. We're jumping so straight into the headlines to discuss the Xbox Business Update podcast. Um, Whoa! There have been a, there have been a lot of rumors, a yes. lot of. Uh, informants and, and and insiders have been talking about the direction that Xbox is going to go. And it got to be so loud and so noisy that the bigwigs themselves had to step out and make a formal statement. Why don't you take it from here, Mr. Xbox, and let our viewers and our listeners know, in case they missed it, what the Xbox Business Update podcast was all about. So, high-level the rumor mill was exploding with the devolving or evolving rumors that Xbox was getting out of hardware altogether and that their games were going to go multi-platform. They had me convinced um, just from hearing the rumors that, you know what, this makes sense. Xbox is all about money. They're behind in hardware, uh, underselling two to one against uh, PlayStation and it's it just seemed like a good move from a business standpoint so they come out and what they did is they actually hijacked the official xbox podcast so i didn't know this thing existed neither did i (laughs) if you go to the xbox youtube it's like their primary one of their primary things that they're putting out is uh, Jeff Rubenstein, Director of New Platforms, and Tina Amini, Director of Premier Broadcast, uh, host this thing. They sit down with developers. They talk in-depth about games. Like They have recent episodes about uh, things like Avowed, and they go deep dive with it, and they just talk about the latest, greatest things that are out. And they, they talk games, and there's not a whole lot of... They sit down in a very relaxed, conversational um way to talk about games and here and there they'll put in product placement ads like say oh and by the way xbox is coming out with this new controller you can get it starting you know this time so it's like something we would do on the outside as commentators and fans of of the the industry but with that real like inside track so they're sitting down with the actual devs um they're sprinkling in you know xbox product placement so it's it's an interesting thing i didn't know it existed so probably a good plug because yeah neither of us knew this thing was around it exists what's interesting about the podcast that they do is like because when when this started because i didn't go back and watch the previous episodes i'm like this is weird the they just go right into speaking is what they did and they had you know phil spencer sarah bond uh the other guy i forget his name and they and 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 they had uh tina there and they just start talking and i thought it was the oddest thing and i'm like 
this is what they do in the regular podcasts that they put out there is no background music there isn't a whole lot of they just kind of say hey this is it and we're here talking whatever and they get right into it so that's what happened they hijacked it um this was impressive from a production standpoint because and a lot of people were confused by this not knowing the podcast existed people are like why is this podcast format like why are they doing it this way uh and in the end people complained this could have been an email all these things but long story short they talked in a very conversational way and hit all the points of data they wanted to get out to second the record straight and there were very few edits like they have some b-roll of like xbox marketing you know just people smiling and playing games um but they they practiced they had a run of show and they let people talk and they said okay here's how we're gonna connect and have tina come in and say well speaking of now let's talk about hardware did you want to share anything about that and this must have been so finely produced that it's hard to do what they did did you notice that at all that just a conversational tone and getting all this information out there but it didn't feel like robotic it was it, it was, was odd it was that was yeah i definitely got that taken away where i was like yeah they ran through this shit like there there was it was scripted but not scripted like yeah you could tell they were hitting exactly the bullets that they wanted to in the order that they wanted to you know the questions tossed out were planned right like nothing was spontaneous but it felt yes uh, like it was loose enough where like you could tell this was pr spin but yes. it felt it like you said it felt very just like like they were just sunk in and just having a conversation so and all that being said you you look at what happened and they were in and out in like 20 minutes and they hit like six you know key points talking about different things and if you look at the youtube video they put like chapter markers that break up like the different segments so the huge takeaway last thing i'll say about like tone and delivery I believe that Phil Spencer goes went in and said the language here is going to be careful all around for everyone speaking and I will not lie to these people. I will say what needs to be said and use careful language that anything I say just will not be a lie. I have a feeling that his this man's integrity is there because the whole thing I'm thinking is, am I about to sit down and listen to a bunch of lies, right? Like, is this gonna be PR speak out the wazoo and just a lot of like flashy language? And there was some really frank conversations that happened about the industry, uh, where Xbox is going, like why people should play in the xbox platform uh not a whole lot of like crazy promises it was just interesting so i thought I have, it was yeah. real quick i thought it was really interesting on that point that a lot of what they spoke to about what you should be invested and care about in xbox wasn't necessarily like we have the best hardware we have exactly. the best games it was exactly we are creating uh, a system and we are creating a environment that fosters not only creativity but is looking towards the health not just of xbox but of the video game industry at large because they talked about layoffs they talked about um the fact that 
you know, budgets are out of control, things like that. Like we all can see the landscape of the video game industry and yes. how it kind of seems to be buckling under its own weight. And the fact that Phil spoke so much about what Xbox is doing as a brand to help creators. I thought that was really an interesting it's wild. Uh, point of yeah. conversation. Uh, and we'll start there. Um, not this whole thing we're talking about now doesn't make the headlines in the recaps and everything when they talk about the Xbox platform in the industry. It's it's surprising because they didn't have to talk about this, but a few things that Xbox that Phil had said was we laid people off, and he says this out loud in this format that was closed where they didn't have to say that and he's like look let me be real with all of you the industry is having pains and he's like we've laid people off it's not just exclusive to us this is a thing so they talk like you said a lot about the long-term health of xbox means a growing platform so he's like look we gotta make money he candidly says and uses the language saying we have two choices. We can either figure out how to make more money off the players that we have, or we can grow the number of players and, and increase like the, the net of how many people are, are going to be playing. He didn't have to get into any of this, but it was just, I was shocked. How do you feel that went over? Because my, my opinion is if they don't have Phil delivering this message, mm -hmm. this message doesn't go over at all it's, it's like a lead balloon because for microsoft to be saying we need to make money or we got to fire people like that no you're fucking microsoft but phil comes out there with his velvet tongue right like everybody loves phil spencer and he had a way of taking the sting out i guess a little bit he, Does that make sense? I, I just see so much value in what I've, how I've always felt about this this guy that he's not going to lie to you. And this was true. And you knew it was truth when he said it. And it it all goes back to pointing to the why. So he's like, some, some people out there, they're going to be upset at these decisions we're making about going multi-platform with our games and, and all this. But he's like, look, we have to make money. It was just so candid and so true and i don't know like it's weird because and i don't know why but he wants the gamers who's the audience he's like everyone you know listening to this podcast right now are like fans and you know i want you to know the why and i want you to know that we have to you know make these decisions for business purposes and it, it was just wild that he was so candid candid is the name of the game uh, it's it, I, I don't know it I don't know how how it's gonna go over in fact again it doesn't make headlines in in the in the end a lot of people took away the other juicier tidbits but I would this is what stuck out to me is like yeah. th this is incredible the other thing that they said was that they have data that people like to play across wherever that they they can across multiple screens they enjoy playing uh, cross save, cross platform. They, they know they want to, like you said, their value proposition is not. We will have the best exclusives. 
we will have the best hardware, although they, they did mention that. It wasn't the thing they were harping on saying, this is the place to play, period. They didn't make those promises. They said that we have a good ecosystem, basically, that is welcoming to people. It is convenient. It is a, it's the a good Xbox experience, not necessarily the Xbox. Yeah, it's it's a good place for devs and creators. And they talked about how, you know, you come to Xbox and you could release an early access, release in free to play, you know, just be part of Game Pass, all these like things. And it wasn't just talking about the gamers. It was talking about just the platform that really the gamers may overlook. So it was just it was just odd. They said that their goal was to get more people playing, period. And I thought that that was interesting. They said, quote, we will use the other platforms to grow our franchises, which is like, you know, they go through the logic. Um, we'll talk about like, you know, the juicier bits right now next. But it, it was just interesting how much they went behind the scenes gave people information that gamers typically wouldn't like care about but we're like honestly here's the why i thought it was uh, it was crazy um they didn't make make a bunch of big promises like they didn't use words like quadruple a or mm -hmm. you know anything like that they didn't say that they never claimed that they were going to be releasing exclusives that were going to compete with playstation or anything like that and that's what people you know top level are are expecting like why what about exclusives and they just kind of gloss over it and they say well we're gonna have them and that's it so we'll get we'll get into here's the juice you want the juice give me the juice four games only four games are coming to other platforms and they're not changing their ex official exclusive strategy um they didn't say what the four games were they said, you know, they say we're doing this for reasons. They implied that was the business. Really interesting. I mean, like they're already out there pretty much. I mean, like, yes, kind of figured that they're out there. So, like, why not tell them? But well, Phil said that he wanted to give the fanfare, the the plan marketing, you know, to yeah. the teams, not steal their thunder. And it would be a shame if they just came out and said so. So yeah it's it was odd uh, they said it was not going to include starfield or indiana jones um and then they said why so like we already know that pentiment um sea of thieves uh a, a couple other ones are gonna come out on other platforms and they gave two reasons why for something like pentiment again they didn't name it specifically but they said that this game's reached its potential already and now it's time to make more money off of them by putting them on other platforms. And then with Sea of Thieves, they're like, well, a service game like this needs a healthy player base, so we're gonna put it on other platforms to get more people playing. And in the end, some like string of logic is that it's possible that more people playing Xbox Game Studios games is gonna pull people more toward Xbox is, is, is kind of what they implied. So what do you think about that? I mean, were you surprised that they weren't saying okay it's not we're not going we're not getting rid of hardware you know we're not having all of our games on you know all you know, all it, platforms just for just for adam it's interesting because by them saying that it really is not 
a change to their strategy because as I said in our discord, like I was playing Minecraft dungeons with my family the other night. First thing that my PlayStation boots up is the Xbox studios logo. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there are, I think there's a couple of other uh, Ori is Ori on switch. Uh, something or, else yeah, Xbox Ori was on, on switch, switch for a long time. Um, yeah. So it's like, this is not a deviation from their strategy. So it's, it's almost like it's a lot of to do about nothing if this is really what their plan was all along. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. And and it, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you put a game like Sea of Thieves on multiple platforms, you put a game like Hi-Fi Rush, which I absolutely will buy. That's like my that's like my number one Xbox game Beautiful I feel like game. I've missed out on. Fun I've, been, game. I've been so excited to play that. So when this was one of the rumored titles, I was like, fuck yeah, I wanna play that. Um, it's, it, it makes all the sense in the world, especially if they're doing it in a way where it's like, these have, these have had their spotlight time on Xbox. So they push them to other platforms. And if you want the next new hotness, that ain't going to be on PlayStation or switch, at least for a while. Um, if you want it right away, you know where to play. Interesting. You're right. They said these games have been out for a year, you know, most of, uh, I think they said most are all. And they were very, very detailed about what qualified what they were going to do and the reasonings behind it. In the end, I think this is going to be wildly successful and that this is going to be where they kind of gravitate to um, unless something changes with Xbox hitting it out of the park with exclusives, with all everything that's coming out of these long overdue like been baking games um but haven't released i i just don't see them i see this as a first step or not even it's not a first step we just said as another step toward more and more going cross platform and not being exclusive that's just how i see it it was just interesting that they're like don't go crazy it's not everything i'm it's glad not the biggest they... stuff yet yeah, I'm glad that they said it's not Starfield, it's not Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. like, I'm glad that they did that because I am a person that thinks there's tremendous value in exclusive titles. I think that each, I think that each platform having their their pinnacle, right? Like Nintendo's got its Zelda and its Mario, and I think you should be known for your your showcases, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that they're gonna, while they are going to spread some you know titles to other platforms and get people interested in their ecosystem they should hold on to their flagships they absolutely should from a gamer perspective i agree and i would want that from a business perspective it you have to justify everything and look at growth and look at you know the the business need and it just doesn't add up financially too much especially when you're not selling the consoles you get skittish i believe and they didn't address this one of the rumors going in was the cfo got spooked and they're like um we're not selling the hardware so what's going on here and i believe that that is the case i think ever anyone can see it that they're behind hardware and uh we'll talk about hardware in a second but one of the second points the juice is that Activision Blizzard games are coming to Game Pass soon, starting with Diablo 4, I think they said in May, I, I'm not sure. And then they said all Xbox Game Studio games, the first party games, will continue to be on Game Pass. 
and that Game Pass will only be available on Xbox and nowhere else. So they touted 34 million Game Pass subscribers as of now, and that includes Core, which was formerly Xbox Live Gold. Um, That includes just a, a fraction of the Game Pass games that are available. All of that was like the highlight for me as far as good news they're like guess what remember the activision blizzard stuff it's coming a game pass diablo 4 is a good game it, it could be better uh, i played it i i loved it um when it came out it burned out it doesn't have like legs in the long term in my opinion um like these service games probably uh, ideally do uh should but i thought that was great game pass is still value proposition uh and this is what they came out and said. What'd you think about that? I think that was a good way to, here's here's all the stuff that people might be mixed about, but here's something that everybody who's an Xbox is gonna be excited about. This stuff is finally coming to Game Pass. That was pretty smart. That was very PR savvy. Um, like you said, this is a very well thought out and planned uh, podcast. And they knew they knew where they had to put in the, the good news, the pillow, the cushion, everything. Game Pass is only available on Xbox, Adam. It's not yep. going to be on Switch, not going to be available on PlayStation. What do you think? I think that's that's smart. I think that's what they should do because that is their killer. That's their house. That is it. Yeah, Game Pass is the exclusive. It's it's one of the only things that is keeping, I mean, even me, if Game Pass was available on PlayStation tomorrow, what am I... You know, like over, yeah. It it just seems like such a strong. uh, Back in the day, like the idea of all first party included in a service that is this is such a great value. You know, for the price, it was unheard of. I remember first hearing about it. I'll never forget how blown away I was. And then they actually stuck are sticking with it, like having Activision Blizzard games just just completely blows up the value even more. What what's weird about this is it goes into this idea of playing on any screen, right? Any screen, but not like via a console, you know, competing like console. It's weird because they have the data that says people are playing on their phone, tablet, laptop, whatever. That that is what this all spells out to me. And they must have some data, not only that people are using it, but that they value it. And it's an interesting thing, and I think it points toward the future, and it may hint at what they're going for in the hardware space. One more thing, because they only touch on it, 2024 will see 10 major releases, more information at the Xbox June showcase. More to come, Adam. What do you think? That's a lot. That's nuts. 10 in a year and it's already February. You do the math, carry the two. That's one a month going for the rest they, of the year. They they overlap, yeah. Some of it was like expansion. They talked about Avowed. They talked about, I forget what the, the expansion uh, was, um, but more to come. Indiana Jones was one, obviously. It's, I feel, and I've said this before, that at a certain point, because they had so much cooking that they were going to cannibalize each other, is this too much? One major game each month? PlayStation has re- crazily released a game like within like uh, you know six weeks of another one. I what think, do you think? I think with the amount of studios that they have under their umbrella now, like this just 
like you said, this makes sense. This was inevitable. I mean, yeah. how many games from Activision were already, in, you know, like and Blizzard and all that stuff. Like they, they have so many uh, publishers or developers under their umbrella. Like that, that's inevitable. Whether or not that's good or bad for them, I don't know. I sure as hell can't play that many games. Yeah, in I mean, year, no, but who has the time? Who has Who's, the time? But that's you know, also the state of the industry. I think month. that speaks to like broadly. That's kind of the unsustainable track that the industry is on right now. Is there's just too much. There's yeah. so much choice and big games. I've said this for a long time. Big games don't have time to sit and be appreciated. It is one to the next to the next to the next. And they Xbox has like a <laughs> has that compounded because of the amount of people they have making games for them. Yes, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know we'll if that's see. good or bad. I, I'm looking forward to June and hearing more. It seems like it's going to be a big year. Now this was out of left field. I have no idea. I, I no idea what what this the Sarah Bond comes out and they talk about hardware right so sarah bond says quote there's more to come there's there's some exciting stuff coming out in hardware we're going to share this holiday we're also invested in the next generation roadmap what we're really focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap ever seen in a hardware generation what the fuck i'm over here saying they're not making big promises and then all of a sudden they make like basically hardware announcements what's going on adam this was probably the most nothing statement i think out of the whole thing is they 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 said a lot without saying anything at all more hardware stuff coming this holiday there could be another iteration of the slim or the pro or whatever yep. the hell um the next generation roadmap shit everybody's saying that about i mean even playstation somebody on somebody on the playstation side said that the ps5 is entering like the latter half of its life cycle i'm like what the fuck um everybody's getting ahead of themselves i think it's a lot of nothing speak of course they're gonna make more and of course they're gonna say it's gonna be the best out there i don't know that this this really didn't this didn't do anything for me it's it's it was a lot of pr I'm going to take the other side. Holy fuck, this is huge, okay? This. Go for it. Hit it. It's incredible. I'm so fucking hyped because I, over here on the rumor mill and, and just drinking the Kool-Aid and all this stuff, I'm thinking Xbox hardware is dead. I'm like, why would they keep making hardware? They're not selling it. Game Pass doesn't require it. You could just use other screens. Like, there's there, I think they're going to get out of it very soon. I'm not going to buy another Xbox because there's not going to be one available. They come out and they have to dispel these rumors that went so far to say that Xbox is getting out of hardware and Sarah Bond's like, guess what? We're not. And we're going to have some hardware out this holiday. What is the hardware? Is it an iteration of the series, right? Is it an X Slim? Or is it not an X, not an S, but is it the streaming dongle thing that was rumored? Oh God, I forgot about that. Shown, and maybe they're finally going to hit the trigger on it and say, oh, guess what? It's a console, technically. It's hardware. You can put your hand on it. It's small. 
and it plugs into whatever screen you want and it streams and you could get a near lag free let's just say 1080p 30 frames you know and and that's it and it, but it's good enough and it's gonna sell like hotcakes just like the xbox series s is outselling the x because it's a slight you know it's underpowered but it's cheap and it's it's available and you can play fortnite on it and that's all people care about according to the data and this is going to be their focus is it that or after everything we have i think tom warren is his name from the verge like is hinting at what this could possibly be and all this stuff it's rumored that there's going to be an xbox handheld adam another really? rumor the rumor mill starts exploding again saying xbox is looking into handheld could it be that they get into the uh handheld space as soon as this holiday we don't know obviously it's speculation if there was an iteration of the x or s or whatever i'd be interested you know i want to i'm sure it's going to be cheaper i think we're all like knowing this isn't the next gen thing there is a period and a space in between what she's saying she's like oh this is hardware now and the future next gen is you know later this is not the, the holiday announcement so do you, think, do you think there's any chance that they would like partner with a valve on like a steam deck Holy that's shit. got game pass baked into it because i Oof. i would be shocked if xbox had their own xbox handheld when like you said game pass is available on pc and there's so many pc handhelds out there right now already like, would it be easier for them to just partner with somebody? Does it, do, is it, is it difficult to create a handheld device that is primarily used for streaming that, you know, what do people want? Good battery life, ergonomic, that there's lots of games on it. The PlayStation just did this. I was going to say, do you think this is a portal kind of thing? It could be. And, and, and now nobody would blink an eye. It's the dumbest idea. Let me sell you a screen with controller handles. That's all you need these days, Adam. Yeah. I mean, will it actually have a chip that's intended to power it and run it natively without streaming? That that's the other side of handhelds, right? It's like what's what battery life and power compromise can we make compact enough to say that this is like a Steam Deck where it's like a very powerful it can run games on low settings, medium settings, and be a good enough experience. Um, I don't know. I, That's a fair point. I didn't really think about the portal aspect of it. I mean, I don't know. Portal? I don't know what the numbers have been on the portal. Um, but like I said, it's a cheaper way to go. The next, the the second half of the sentence was that they're focused on next gen, and they make the. This is the one big promise they kind of make. They they're focused on delivering the largest technical leap ever seen in a hardware generation. In afterwards, the again, follow-up interview, um, or follow-up statement or whatever, the information came out that Microsoft is investing in AI, just like everyone else is doing AI. And what the rumor is, is that this is uh, artificial like frame generation. So if you buy a PC, you have in the graphics cards, um, whether it's AMD or NVIDIA, they have AI putting in like fake frames. So the, the machine is basically saying, oh, here's what the next frame would look like, yeah. you know, because we know what previous frames would look like. So we just put in more frames in between the actual 
hardware creating the frames and then we have AI creating the rest of the frames and now you have more frames and it's mm-hmm. a smoother higher frame rate experience which is the end all be all for high end gamers and what they're looking for as far as performances is frames so the idea is that in a future next gen console that they would not just rely on raw horsepower of the chips but also the AI frame generation so FSR is what it's called on the AMD side. Um, I forget what it's called on the Nvidia side. If if I get that wrong, I mean you've heard about it. So what do you think about that uh, next gen, the largest technical leap? You think it's all smoke then? I mean I don't know that it's right or wrong. I just think it doesn't mean anything right now to I, a to to a consumer. Like that doesn't. I expect everyone to say we're going to have the best place marketing to play speed. Or, and, yeah. I'm not saying that they're full of shit. I'm just saying that's not going to mean anything to me until I can see the goods. I don't know why. They they didn't have to say this. They didn't have to put that line in there. I think it was a bold move considering this is like damage control a bit, right? This is like, let's set the record straight. And oh, People by the think way, we're getting out of hardware. We're going to yeah. have the best hardware ever. It's yeah. it was it was odd, but it does have me excited because it tells me that there will be another Xbox. So that's yep. like the takeaway. Um, that was pretty much it from the notes that I took from the recaps that I watched. I watched the whole thing, you know, as it was happening and then or it was pre-recorded, but I watched it and I came away takeaway is that i feel more confident in the xbox platform i think they got smart people over there making decisions for reasons and i don't think it was all doom like all the you know rumor mill would have you believe um i think the future is still bright for xbox i think they're still in the game it's just a different game obviously they're playing like so many people have said i wish every platform did something like this because we live in a time right now where everybody hyper analyzes every statement. There's so much fake information and hyperbolic statements and take one kernel of truth and you blow it out into a whole bunch of hypothesis. And what they did is they just, like you said, they came out, they spoke to people that care are invested in in their ecosystem their property their franchise future and they just laid it out there and yes it was finely crafted pr speak um and it was all positive because you know it's coming but it's coming from them and they stepped out they saw an issue they saw that stuff was communicating not from them they want to be the masters of their own message and they came out and they owned it and I wish that uh, I wish that more proper more I wish Nintendo and PlayStation did this basically like not that not the damage control necessarily but the fact that they come out and they speak to the people that care I find it so fascinating that this industry has has people that are so tuned in to the place that they play that they want to know and they care about the health of the brand and things like that um I, that was one of the main things to me i was so fascinated because i work with a i work with some guys that like play video games but like they play call of duty mm-hmm. and if yeah. i give the if i gave them industry analysis and i spoke to them about like how we talk about stuff they don't fucking know anything they don't know about these rumors they don't know about all this, these mm-hmm. back door dealings and 
things that are coming under the surface. But there are people like us who are so tuned in that Nerds. we care about that. Nerds. And I thought this was really interesting that they took this time to zero in on those people and uh, and to own their messaging. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Well, that's the Xbox Business Update Podcast. Um, Phil, Phil definitely came out and he took the reins and he spoke what he wanted to talk about. And it, like you said, stay tuned till June. I mean, shit, that's only a few months away and we're going to be back in uh, summer game bang season. Time, time flies. Time flies. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Mega Dads Live. Um, that was a lot. We talked about a lot. But before we go, it is time for the caboose where we give you a recommendation of something not gaming related that we have been enjoying that we think you might like we want to share it with you what do you got antonio so valentine's happened we're just sitting around we're like what should we do you know let's let's watch a nice rom-com or something like that you know just cuddle up and we end up turning on a, a netflix true crime documentary instead called lover stalker killer it just came out and it is so a doozy yeah. So 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 romantic. Yeah. It was it's it's one of these uh it's a one off. I think it's uh like an, an hour 20 minutes like story about deceit, intrigue, mystery and it's pretty good. So if you are into true crime at all, check out on Netflix Lover Stalker Killer is what it's called and it's you know one of the top things right now. It was, it was a good watch. It's something interesting if you like mysteries uh and true crime. I do like mysteries and true crime. I am a true crime podcast. Uh, like I love that. I love that shit, and it's so yeah. gross. It makes me feel icky, and like I'm a bad person. It's it's a good one. It's not too gruesome or anything like that. It's it's very like uh, twists and turns and stuff. So check it out. Well, in my caboose, I have something a little unconventional, and that is my son and I did a project. <gasps> we built we built a model of uh, over the last weekend, and it is. <gasps> this is why you watch the oh. video version of Megadads Live on youtube.com slash Megadads. This is the Horizon Forbidden West Thunder Jaw. And we're, we're going to have a video coming up on the YouTube channel about how we put this thing together. It is from the Good Smile Company. And this is a legit model. Like this came in a bazillion p 